Stampede. Garner is at number 102. Recorded 61321. and said to myself, I don't need to know nothing, no way. I'm sure some of you might just roll over and go back to sleep, because the truth of the matter is, most individuals in this country are over woke. And when I say woke, I mean people have been bombarded with new ways of thinking that's made them wonder if they're living on another planet. 
Yeah, the mission to send someone to planet Mars ain't got nothing on this out-of-body experience the woke revolution has brought to the average American. And to be upfront about this, I know bullshit when I see it. The information age spewing from smartphones for young Americans makes watching water boiling in a saucepan an intellectual challenge. Now, I recognize there are some children while growing up who suffer from serious issues with gender identity. That can be a painful experience for some people. And now it's become fashionable for children to believe if you simply change your body and go from being a boy to a girl or a girl into a boy, that will relieve that crisis of identity. Well, there are people who say they want justice for those children and should be given the right to all sorts of hormone-altering drugs or even surgery, providing them with what they want for solving their personal anguish. Because it's good woke. No, the process of growing up isn't determined by dramatically changing who you are at a young age by altering your sexual orientation. Woke could end up being very painful to children who are taught they can resolve who they are with a few hours of surgery. No, if children feel they don't belong to who they are, the fix isn't with the woke generation pushing for changing their biological identity. However, I admit, there may be children who need help.
is wokeness connected to the rise of transgender rights? It's difficult to assess. It certainly has its origins with the struggle of black people in this country and bringing to light the injustice of oppression. It has political implications and is being used to influence the way people view injustices occurring in all sectors of our society and is used to promote social egalitarianism. Transgender rights are being brought forward. People who have undergone sexual changes in their gender orientation have promoted their standing in American life. There exists controversy with transgender males changing to females in the participation of female high school sports. Eventually, this will be resolved by the courts, but it's obvious female gender athletes have no place in competing against women in athletic events. By their physiological structure, other than their sexual orientation, they retain male qualities, muscle strength, height, bone structure, and so are different than women competing in athletic events and greatly disadvantage women. The woke process of egalitarianism brought about this problem and is clearly an injustice perpetrated by wokeness against women performing in sports and probably won't stand. If there are transgender athletes who want to perform in athletic events, no matter their need to say they have made themselves into a different sex from what they originally were, they are in and of themselves not the same as the gender they want to be. I'm not homophobic, transphobic, or for that matter, against anyone who wants to conduct themselves in the way they want to live. I object to how they interfere on how others live. If transgender people want to compete athletically, let them do so with their own class of athletes amongst themselves. I'm in favor of respecting everyone's rights. I'm discontented with homes that are rented, so I have invented my own. Start to 
to make the sugar cake for me to take for all the boys to see. understanding what is happening when it comes to the life of an individual and in society as well. It's more important rather than merely reacting to circumstances. We need to know why Americans feel distressed and understand what is happening in their lives instead of reacting out of enthusiasm for a new craze. People need to be protected from political activism because within politics there are corrupting forces which serve to influence the benefit of only a few people. It's become even more obvious that the American people should be able to lead their lives without the influence of political activism. Politics is a dirty business, and when it attempts to enlist people for specific agendas like wokeness, its true motivations are for the benefit of only a few who wish to gain power. Wokeness is a close second cousin to critical race theory, if not its twin brother. It serves a political purpose to claim white culture is the cause of black suppression and avoids recognizing the difficulties within their own culture. There are no simple solutions. And in many ways, it can't be denied that black people have been required to live by the rules of white America. But that shouldn't be any surprise to anyone. This is a European white racially based society, and it's true it has over the centuries adapted and used ideas and practices carried out by different cultures. I'm always amazed how when 
white Americans eating in Chinese restaurants choose to use chopsticks for eating their meals, a true sign of how accepting they are of living with other cultures. But wokeness and critical race theory want to suggest that if white culture were put down, everything would be much better in this country. But I'm not so sure about that, because if you look at Africa, wokeness and critical race theory isn't working too well over there. No, having black culture running the show might not be better.
in politics when things go wrong, the first rule of conduct is to deny everything. And if that fails, you blame someone else. Wokeness and critical race theory have at their core the belief that white culture is responsible for why black people live the way they do. Let's not kid ourselves. Wokeness and critical race theory are politically motivated. I don't dispute the fact that slavery produced an imbalance in how white people treated black people in this country. Of course, slavery has existed for thousands of years, and it didn't exclusively exist with black people. But that's beside the point. Wokeness and critical race theory want to change the way things are, and if I were black in America, I might agree with that. If your motivation is to grab a larger piece of the pie that is America, then that's understandable. But if you want to start running the business of making the pie and getting rid of the old white pie bakers, you might find out your pies ain't got no crust made from wheat. No apples, no cherries, no peaches, no pumpkin to fill that pie. Because growing wheat, producing apples, cherries, peaches, or pumpkins aren't what black culture has been producing. Growing wheat for the production of bread is not a black African heritage. Although I do like cornbread and suspect it has its origins with black people in the South, but could have been from white plantation owners. And then cultivating of fruit trees historically is largely to be found with Europeans and Middle East origins. But then again, pumpkins with Native Americans. Now, there's a history of black people taking control of power, and so far most of it hasn't resulted in prosperity or good-tasting pies. Take, for example, the country of Haiti, founded by a revolution of black slaves overthrowing white French plantation owners in 1804, and declared the first independent nation of Latin America and the Caribbean, and the first country to abolish slavery, and the only state established by a successful slave revolution.
critical race theory advocates removal of white culture, claiming America is a racist country. In 1804, Haiti removed slavery by a revolution that in effect eliminated the white French slave owners, making the country entirely black. I can't imagine what that must have been like, but probably very bloody. It's not likely black people living in America today would attempt removing white people. However, there have been many African countries in recent history that have removed white people who had economic and political power, putting into practice critical race theory. Haiti is 95% black, with 5% mulatto and white, and has the lowest human development index in the Americas. In 2004, it was reported approximately 300,000 children were Rustavik, or indentured servants, parents giving their children up to work as domestic labor in other households. Haiti put in practice critical race theory in 1804, and over 200 years, has remained free of white culture. Black people in America believe white American society should repay them for what slavery did to them. Well, if they believe they should be free from white culture, the remedy would suggest they be given a land of their own. I don't believe in critical race theory that white people should be held responsible for how black people live today. And there are some black people who recognize that if black America were to be given, let's say, the state of Georgia as a place where only black people could live and prosper, without white interference, that would be very worrisome and downright dangerous. No, critical race theory put into practice would end any measure of meritocracy of who you are, instead replacing it with your color. And that sounds very much like a failed idea. This week on Garner Isn't, you first heard a 1930s recording of Night and Day, a Cole Porter composition performed by the comedian harmonists. Then a Franz Waxman's 1935 composition from the movie Bride of Frankenstein, Monster Entrance followed by another recording by the comedian harmonists T for two, a Vincent Humans composition 
1924 musical No No Nanette. Then more harmonists, a French rendition of Harold Arlen's Stormy Weather, 1933, then from the 1995 movie Seven. Wrath, composed by Harold Shore, and to close a shortcut of T for Two. Stampede, written and performed by Edward Garner in Morro Bay and Paso Robles, California.